Hello and welcome back to Travel Day Episode 6. I am your host, Jackson Van Pelt, here with Nolan Faber. Today, going to get into the Iowa and Iowa State football recap like we usually do. We've got AP Top 25 and Pickums for our college segment. MLB wild card reactions in the uh, AL and NLDS happenings, as we do have a game going on right now, which is the Astros and Twins. We're also going to get into some best-looking teams looking towards the World Series. We'll get into our trivia, where it's Nolan's turn to ask and my turn to hopefully get something right for once. And uh, that'll pretty much wrap up our episode. So let's just kind of get right into it. First thing we're going to get into, obviously, is Iowa's win over Purdue. You know, it wasn't a great game by any means. 20-14 to 14 final score, which means Brian Ferentz got an extra 20 points added on to his points per game climb, if you will. Hudson Card looked really good for Purdue overall, 25 of 40 for 247 yards with a touchdown, but he did throw two picks. Deacon Hill on the other side of the ball, 6 for 21. Uh, with only 110 yards, one touchdown though, so I was very happy that he got a touchdown and uh, one interception as well. Rushing yards, Iowa led the way with Caleb Johnson with 17 carries, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Iowa outrushed Purdue 181 to 96, but um, overall lost the total yards in the game 343 to 291. So that's a bit concerning, obviously. But yards per play was at a 5.2 for Iowa. Obviously, defense was the key, as it always is with this Iowa team. Cooper DeGene with another pick, and um, I don't remember who had the other one off the top of my head, but uh, Higgins. Higgins had it. That's right. Higgins had it. So basically, kind of what I want to get into right now is just the biggest like glaring thing to me was the missed opportunities, especially in the red zone. Uh, most of that game, Cooper DeGene with his pick got us, I believe, to the six-yard line uh, of Purdue, and we ended up going backwards four yards total, but it was more than that once uh, Deacon missed the snap, and then... We, I mean, we, we ended up with a field goal. Like, that should be a touchdown every day of the week. There's no reason that it shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, Deacon Hill did not look good he at all. He didn't look good. Um, he's, I don't know, He's man. got no touch. Every, I agree. Everything, he's chucking everything. Everything is coming in as hard as he he's throws it. He's just chucking the ball, which, you know, which is good in some instances, but not when your guy's not even turned around yet. No. And I mean, you shouldn't be throwing a five-yard curl route right. as hard as, as hard you can at the guy. Exactly. And... Um, he also missed a couple of wide-open guys. I don't remember who the back was at the time. It might have been Johnson. He missed Johnson out of the backfield on a wheel route for an easy touchdown from that. I believe it was on that same drive. Yeah. And of that six, where, where DeGene got it down to the six. And he just never looked at him. He looked no. He looked at the crossing routes over the middle and threw it to two guys where also two defenders were. It was like a hodgepodge of people, and he just chucked it in the middle of them. He tried to make a hero throw and in I that situation. I and he doesn't even – he's got to get through his progressions. I know it's his first game as a starter. I get that. And But he, he looked a lot better against Michigan State. I will agree with that. I do. I don't know. I don't know if it was pressure being the starter. I don't know. I really don't know. The guy's got a lot of talent. Don't get me wrong, but – He's got a lot to work on, and with Wisconsin this weekend, it's going to be very interesting, to say the least, and I'm kind of scared. I, will, I think a positive with this, that Iowa did take a lot more shots downfield, yeah. which is, I think, what they're allowed to do with Deacon Hill, but until he figures out how to complete the middle to short game, mm-hmm. I just don't think, I think 6 for 21 is something we might see a lot more. Obviously, with six only six completions, you're not going to have a lot of uh, receivers, uh, but you, only having two and five of those receptions going to Eric All, by the way, and the other one going to a running back. Going to a running. So back. the receivers had receivers nothing. didn't do anything the entire game. We did uh, have some drops again. I don't, I don't even know that. why they show up at this point. They block. I mean, <laughs> they block for the running back when he runs. I don't know. 
it's almost like they recruit like the undersized lineman in high school to play wide receiver. So that's they not even walk. that bad of an idea. If I mean, that's like <laughs> if you're just gonna rush the ball all the time. But like I said, defense was uh, was the gift. Special teams wasn't terrific. Did have a blocked field goal, and um, that's obviously unfortunate. And Stevens also missed another field goal uh, that was not blocked. So special teams uh, didn't look good. They left points on the field as well as did the offense, obviously. But you know, got the win. That's what matters. So yeah, at the end of the day, a win's a win. And I really don't have much on this game. I mean, no. it was pretty. I mean, I know Iowa only won by six, but it felt like they were in control the majority of the game. Um, Purdue didn't really put up much of a fight. I really do like their offense. I think their offense was actually pretty good, Purdue's, but their defense was yeah. less than ideal. I know, again, only 20 points, but I it's mean, Iowa. So. It's, it's always disappointing when you're facing a team that gives up almost 400 yards of offense for yeah. the defense and you don't even get 300. Yep, I would agree with that, um, which I kind of called. I think we talked about that last week, yeah. and I was like, ah, well, we'll, we'll get like no points and by, or no, no yards. And by golly, we had a whopping 291 so when they were giving up 400 i think average so. i think the style of play iowa is doing right now is going to catch up to them at some point mm-hmm. and i think there's going to be something along the line where it's going to have to force the ferences to change things it just depends on how soon that comes up i mean to beat wisconsin gonna have deegan's gonna have to play better he's gonna have to hit his open guys he's gonna have to make more competitive passes there was just some that were nowhere close to the receivers he um, might have to complete seven passes. He might. He might have to. The rushing game is looking better as as we go on week to week. So I'm not worried about that. And the defense is the defense. Obviously, they're going to be there. They're going to be able to play. So um, that's. I don't really have much of a preview either. I mean, other than Deacon Hill's got to perform. Wisconsin. This is a big game for the West. I mean, this this, this, this will decide, decide who will the win West. the West. Yeah, exactly. So um, I was got a chance to kind of put the season not put the season away, but put. Uh, the Wisconsin Badgers at least away and try to pull out a win at Kinnick um, on Saturday. So because if if, if Iowa loses this game, this will put them at two conference losses, right? Which will, all, yes. which will put them in a looks like one, two, three, four, five way tie for second place. Holy crud! Well, well that's the Big Ten. Most West, of those teams so. might lose that might lose next week, but yeah, yep. still. It is uh, at Wisconsin. I apologize. I said it was at Kinnick. It's at Wisconsin. So yeah. that's unfortunate. I but. just don't see a chance that Iowa wins this with the way their offense isn't playing. Nope. I'm not liking our odds, but uh, let's hope uh, I'm wrong. And hopefully they just – maybe Deacon Hill just has a career game. Who knows? You never know. All right, now it's time for Iowa State. Uh, they've – beat TCU I don't even know what the score was I'm gonna be real 27 to 14 27 to 14 it was kind of not yeah. I wasn't it was, super excited about it was game. more of a blowout than what the score says okay um TCU got a garbage time touchdown with like a minute left so oh, okay, okay yeah so seven we'll give them seven 27 yeah. seven we'll yeah seven. that's basically what it was I mean I was at the game I left with like four minutes left so I didn't even get to see wow, the touchdown left wow well it gotta be traffic yeah whatever dude yeah but I mean this is probably the most complete game Iowa State has played all year the defense really stepped up four picks. Uh, they have 10 on the year. They already have more picks than they did last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Iowa State is not known to cause turnovers Apparently, on defense. Yeah, they don't, they they're don't they're more the, the team that, like, yeah, we'll let you – we'll stop you on third down. That's the type of thing. Like, <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Rocco was good. He was serviceable again. Nothing too flashy or anything that, like, stands out. 16 for 28, 138 yards in the touchdown. Biggest thing is no turnovers. Mm-hmm. And that's – the biggest key for him going forward for the rest of the year for Iowa State's chances of getting into a bowl game. Because looking at this Big 12 conference, 
Iowa State has a legit shot of making a bowl game. I think their percentage okay. chance is up to almost fifty percent at this point. They've won three games. Interesting. Yeah. They've got three. They got six games to go in the regular season. They've won three games. They got to win three of their next six. Yeah, but the team, but the two teams they got coming up next, Cincinnati and Baylor. They're both road games, but they're both. Winnable I think Cincinnati is a winnable. I think both of them are winnable, but yes. I think Cincinnati is a win for sure. Baylor, a toss up. I don't know. It's coming off a bye week, so uh, you got two weeks to prepare for a bad Baylor team. Okay, well maybe then. Yeah. More on the offense, the rushing game really stepped up again tonight, which is really good to see, especially now that we actually are a threat to throw the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Eli Sanders was the main back. He got 16 carries for 99 yards and a touchdown. Um, Abu Sama only got six carries for 59 yards, but he did have the he long 55-yard touchdown. Yep, I and I that. think that's his role going to be for the rest of the year. He's not going to get a lot of carries, yep. but he's that explosive guy to where you can beat down the defense with Eli Sanders and Norton. Mm-hmm. But when you know they're looking tired, you can throw him in there, and maybe he might be able break to off break run. off for yep, a big run. Exactly. Um, speaking of Norton, he had ten carries for forty-seven yards. He looked really good last night or on Saturday as well. Um, Two hundred fifteen yards total rushing for Iowa State. That is something that I really like to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, just something you thought you wouldn't see at the start of the year, but credit to the coaching staff—they made a change and it's working out right now. What is that like? <laughs> oh man. Well, the way Iowa keeps winning games, they won't change. You're right. You're right. Can we talk about, for just for a second, I mean, I really liked Iowa State's uniforms from the head to the waist. The pants were atrocious. Um, I will say this. They looked better in person. Because on TV, yeah, they looked I know. horrible. Some people like tweeted out, like, yeah. It, it looked, looked like they had no pants on, Yeah, man. I know. But it, it looked better in person. <laughs> I, think, I like, will say I that. I think like, some, some dark gray pants would have been cool. They had, yeah, like, but the gray they wore the gold during I that time period. I, I understand that, but you already had the helmet and the jersey. You can you can make it look better for TV by putting on actual pants that they're never um, going to wear again. Probably go, going back to just like the game day experience itself, with it being the Jack Trice Legacy game, that was I think the best experience I've had in an Iowa State game. Okay, ever sweet. Just because uh, did you see the videos of the fireworks going off when the teams came out before the game? I did not. That was completely unexpected. I think everyone was surprised by it. Oh, ooh, fireworks. Yeah. I mean, Whoa. we're just used to the team running out. I mean, they got smoke the new. Yes, yeah. yeah, That's not even smoke machines. It's like fire hydrants or whatever. <laughs> it's really low budget. Fire hydrants? Something like that. It's, okay. like a, it's like a hose with a smoke coming out of it. And they get like people like just blowing it in their faces. Okay. It's, it's, it's not as good as you think it is. It doesn't sound good anyway. No, so. it, it looks really stupid when you can see the person and the camera behind just Moving the hose back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get back to the game. We got a little sidetracked there. Jalen Knoll was the leading reception leader with seven. Only had 34 yards again, only 138 passing. Easton Dean with three catches, 11 yards in the touchdown. His touchdown, he ran a really good route. He recognized it was zone coverage and kind of just stopped and then c- came back to the middle of the field. And Rocco's been able to make a nice throw cross body and hit him in the end zone. Defensive-wise, they played really good. In the second half. First half, I think, was the worst tackling display they've shown in a long time. Well, they didn't. They only gave up seven, so. Still, but they did get bailed out by two picks from Chandler Morris, TCU's quarterback. That's true. I mean, the first pick, I don't even know who he was throwing to. He threw it right to our linebacker, Will, uh, what's McLaughlin? Will, what's his name? Will, yeah, McLaughlin. Mm. Um, There was no receiver within five yards of him. He just threw it right to him like he was the guy he was supposed to throw to. Um, (laughs) Bo Freeler, he had two picks. Mm-hmm. Also had 11 tackles, rightfully earned a uh, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. 
the other one was Malik Ferdon. Glad to have him back. He's kind of he plays that third safety position where he's kind of like a mix between a corner and a safety. And he was out the past couple of days or a couple of games. So Ben Nickel, the walk-on who just got a scholarship That's cool. this year, was playing most of the time. He's not good enough to play full time, but he's okay. good to come in right. for certain breaks when he needs it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, special teams is really good. Besides for the missed field goal, it was 49 yards away, but he missed it bad. bad. I do remember it that was actually, yeah. not even close. But I mean, he was able to make two of the three, which is good enough at this point when your defense gets four turnovers for you. It was just really complete game for Iowa State, and I hope just just continues. <laughs> We're going to break down the AP Top 25 real quick. Um, not a whole lot of movement, but when there is movement, it kind of uh, it kind of was a, it was a big jump or uh, or drop. So Georgia, Michigan, your 1-2 haven't moved. Ohio State moves into the 3, Florida State into the 4, both up 1. Oklahoma, after the win over Texas, moves up 7 spots to the 5, which is interesting. I like it, but I also don't like it. It's the right move. You think so? Okay. I, mean, well, I think it's a little, little high. They That's played all. Iowa State two weeks ago, and... You could, they were a top ten they team when they 50. played. Yeah, well, and yeah, top ten, but I'm not. I'm saying like five. Like, come on, over Penn State, Washington. Yeah, but who did they play this week? I don't know, but that's not the point. When you, when you beat a top three team, you deserve to move up big. I think. Okay. I and I think Oklahoma is fitting in right there, that five spot. Okay. But as I mentioned, Penn State, Washington follow them at the six, seven, Oregon at the eight. They did not move. Texas moves down six spots after the loss to the nine. USC down one to the 10. Alabama stays at the 11. North Carolina up two to the 12. Ole Miss up three to the 13. Louisville with the big win over Notre Dame up 11 spots to the 14. Um, again. Told you they'd win. Yes, I got that one wrong in Pickums. Okay, it's whatever. I Notre Dame just does not look good these last two weeks, but uh, well. Oregon State did not move at the 15. Utah up two to the 16. Duke up two to the 17. UCLA. Uh, stays at that 18 spot. I think they, they moved into the 18 spot. They moved. I was gonna say. I was gonna say yeah. they weren't in there last week. They beat um, Washington. State. Washington State. That's right. Which I was kind of depressed about because I actually like Washington State a lot. This, it was a the quarterback did not play well for Washington State. No. I'll just say that. And Washington State does move down six spots into that 19, so they are behind UCLA, which I think is maybe the first time this year where an unranked opponent beats a ranked opponent, and they're actually in front of them in the rankings. Honestly, it's one time the rankings make how, sense. Exactly, that's how it should be. Tennessee up three to the 19. Notre Dame drops 11 spots to the 21. So, I mean, you, Louisville moves up 11. Uh, Notre Dame drops 11 after that game. So that's, you know, justice, I guess. LSU up one to the 22. Uh, Kansas at the 23. And Kentucky down four spots to the 24. And Miami down eight spots to the 25 after refusing to take a knee and therefore fumble the ball and lose the game. I think just that decision alone deserves to be out, out of the, the top, top 25. 25. Yeah. Well, that's not the players. Fault. It's not. I'm sure the. Yeah. I'm sure the coaches called it, but like. I mean, did you see the players' reaction on the sidelines after? Like, no, what are we doing? He said, "What the bleep are we doing?" That's right. Yeah, yeah I did see that. I'm not sure. I, oh, I don't know why you don't just don't take a knee. Like, coach, you're crazy. I'm just gonna take a knee. But anyway, yeah. uh, Missouri receives the most votes at 69, just outside the AP top 25. Wyoming at the 42. Air Force at the 41. I believe they're undefeated. They actually look pretty good. I have so. no idea. They are one, two, three, four, five, five, and six and oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's not a standard they, record for an beat, Air Force team. They beat, uh, they beat, they haven't beat anybody. They beat Utah State, who's okay. They're not great, but that's probably their best win. Other than that, they haven't played really anyway. Yeah. They do have Wyoming. 
this week, who both of them are receiving a lot of votes, so that'll be a good yeah. game uh, at 6 o'clock Saturday. We're going to get into pickums now. Um, I, I don't. You could tell me how it goes. I don't even know how it went. So wasn't as bad as you thought. Well, it feels like it was bad. Yeah. So. I got seven, right? You only got six. So. Golly, dude. Yeah, so that's another week that I won. Yeah, good for you. For the tiebreaker, uh, that moves me to 27 and 13, and you at 25 and 15. Okay, whatever. Let's just get into it. Let's go. All right. I'm ready to go. First one, we got Georgia Southern at James Madison. James Madison. That is who I went with, too. Okay. I think, I don't I don't know anything about Georgia Southern. I like James, James Madison. Madison a lot. Yep, they're good. I don't know a lot about them, but I like them a lot. Yep. That's all. That, pretty much it. Okay, next. Probably the game of the week next this week. Got number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington. Oh, man, that's so hard. I kind of like Washington at home, though. Yeah. Oregon's really, really good, but so is Washington, and Washington's at home. I'm going to go with the Huskies. Yeah, I, I went with Washington as well. That'll be a really good game. Pac-12 is, is It's going to be really high scoring, I believe. Yep. Pac-12 is stacked this year, so this will be good. Next, we got Texas A&M at number 19, Tennessee. This one was tough for me to pick, I should I say, agree. just because I think A&M played okay against Alabama. Yeah, they played them close, and Tennessee's just been really. I'm going to go with weird. A&M. I'm going to go with A&M upset watch, if you will. Even though again, that wouldn't be the biggest upset in the world, but I think A&M has looked pretty decent this year and looked good last week. So they've looked good enough to where you can you can them. put them yeah. over Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, I went with Tennessee in this spot. Just I just like SEC teams at home. Okay, that's fair. Uh, next, we got Kansas at Oklahoma State. Kansas, I don't really think that'll be that close because I just Kansas. But I mean, with the, the the way the Big Twelve's going, you just don't know anymore. Besides, unless it's Texas or Oklahoma, it's it's pretty tough to find who's that next best team. I would agree with you. It's just a hodgepodge of mid teams. Yeah. So. In my mind, it would be Kansas. So yes, I'm going with Kansas. Next, we got Marshall at Georgia State. Dude, I don't I don't know um, Georgia State because they're at home. I know uh, nothing about either of those teams. I went with Georgia, or I mean Marshall, Okay. just because they were on the pick'em last week, and they put up, I think, 40-plus points on NC State. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Maybe ne- Georgia State's good. Yeah. I think Georgia State can win this, but I'm just going off Regency. <laughs> okay. Next, we got number 10, USC, at number 21, Notre Dame. USC, Notre Dame has not looked good these last two weeks. USC's just overpowering, I think offensively i went with notre dame just because it's at home they've looked bad the past two weeks but i think this is a bounce back week for them they're against playing usc they're playing a really bad defense against usc yes I but this is know. also the best defense usc has played this year <sighs> yeah i guess but it might be close but i just don't see notre dame losing two ranked matchups at home i just don't I, I don't know. That's unless they play with ten man on defense. I don't think they lose this game. <laughs> All right. Next, we got number twenty five Miami at number twelve UNC. UNC, I think. Gosh, that's hard too. But I'll go with UNC because they're at home. Yeah. Uh, Miami, I think. I mean, Miami's obviously Miami's not bad. just a weird team. They're a better team than they showed obviously this last weekend. Yeah. But, um, you know, I would agree. They're kind of like but, Florida in the yeah. sense that they're inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, yep. Miami also, they only put up, what, 20 points on Georgia's, 20. Yep. Georgia Tech? I think it was 20. Yeah, 23 20 was final, I believe. Yeah. And so, Georgia yeah. Tech is not good. No, they're not. They were like 1 and 3, I think, going yeah. into that game, or 1 and 4, something like that. All right. Next, we got Missouri at number 24, Kentucky. I'm going to take Kentucky for the SEC at home, like you said. That's a good game, too, dude. Man. Yeah. 
I'd ask I went with Missouri in this one. Yeah, I I don't blame you. That's a lot of these are toss ups. Yeah, so it's really hard to. I go with the ranked. like who you pick. Yeah, I I'll, go, I'll go with the ranked ranked right. uh, team. It's fine. Next, we got number eighteen UCLA at number fifteen Oregon State. Man, I kind of really like UCLA in that one, and I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. I'm assuming you took Oregon State. No, I took UCLA. Okay, all right. Do, do you want to be fun and pick Oregon State? No, you can be fun and pick Oregon State. No, I, I, like I, already, I already put. I don't care. I, I I don't care. I want UCLA. UCLA. All right. I got faith in them. So, Oregon State. They looked okay. You know, I mean, they played really well against Washington right. State, but yep. in my mind, UCLA shut down Washington, Washington State's, State's offense. Yep, 100%. And I think they'll be able to do the same Oregon State. Yep. Last one we got: NC State at number seventeen, Duke. Duke, just because they're ranking. I would agree. I would agree. And I actually like them a lot after since they played Notre Dame. Honestly, yes. they looked. I believe looked pretty good. So I just don't like the fact that NC State gave up forty-one points to uh, Marshall. Marshall, yeah. So the defense is not going to be no very good. I think Duke's going to put up a lot of points. Yep. All right, now it's going to be time for MLB segment. Uh, world wild card reactions, rather. Um, what we're going to start with. I mean, look, we were completely off. I'm going to I'm going to flat out say it. On a, from last week, we picked. We thought the Brewers were going to smoke the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks came out and started slugging. And they did not look back, and they haven't looked back. Yeah, and with a two zero lead over the Dodgers in the DS now, so that's obviously sadly a two zero lead. Sadly, yeah, sadly for Nolan, but great for me because the Do- I don't like the Dodgers. We've got the Twins uh, on the AL side; they pulled it out over the Blue Jays. That was kind of a toss up. I didn't really think the Blue Jays had enough in the pitching department to do well there. And honestly, the Twins are are swinging it okay. Um, they are down nine to one in Game Three of the DS as we record this. Yeah, over to the Astros. So, so. Sun and Gray with not a really not good, a good performance. Day. Uh, so it'll be it'll be more than likely a two to one game lead there for the Astros. Um, the Rangers they beat the Rays. That doesn't surprise me. I know it, you you took them in two games. I had them in three. Yeah, but again, I I the Rays did not look good. They looked horrible. No. It looked horrible yeah. in, that, in that two games. And so. it shows also with the turnout they got from fans. Yeah, 19,000, I think, the first game. A lot of all? fans complained about being a weekday whatever. afternoon whatever. game. But if you look at what the Phillies last year, yep, it exactly. was sold out during the same time. Exactly. People will take off work if they care enough. Yeah. Like, or school or whatever. So, and then um, finally, that last NL game or NL series, rather, was the Phillies and the Marlins. Yeah. And, again, not super surprising there no. because the Marlins, I, they barely squeaked in. Um, I, I think they were technically a better seed than the Diamondbacks, but I think that was because of head-to-head maybe. Yeah, they were. I'm not super surprised that the Phillies no. took it to them. So. I'm not the Phillies look really good right now. They are they tied do. 1-1 to with the Braves uh, as we record this. They did blow the it. Game. They did blow it they last night. They blew it last night. Um, Bryce Harper got doubled off to end the game. They will have game three tomorrow. So yes. once this comes out, they will probably be playing, honestly. Yes. As for the DS, Astros are going to take a two-game-to-one lead over the Twins. I have them winning in probably four. Um, It's hard to tell because don't, they don't know who they're going to start game four for them yet. Okay. I just It's not going to be Verlander. They'll save him for game five. My initial guess was Hunter Brown, but he's, he's, he's already today. pitched in this yep. game, which I find it weird. The, I but. mean, the Astros... Even if okay, here's what I'm gonna say: If they don't win tomorrow in four games, they will win in five with Verlander yes. at home. Yes. So, the Astros more than likely will be going to the championship series on the AL side. Yes. Orioles are down two games to nothing to the Rangers. 
The Rangers are now going to be at home. I don't see the Orioles taking three games in a row against the mm-hmm. Rangers um, with and their hitting. Evaldi, the past couple of years, has just been really good in the postseason, yep. and I see that continuing. Yep. I just and Dean Kramer for the Orioles. Just, yeah, yeah, I know. So it will more than likely. I, I, I mean, who knows what will happen? It's the postseason. It's October. Um, but it more than likely will be a, a tale of two Texas teams uh, yeah. in that ALCS. NL side, it gets a little dicier. We, D-backs are up two games to none, and they are going to Arizona. So you're going to yeah. find out what the Dodgers have in them, if they're going to put up a fight. I My thing know. is, like, they got Lance Lance starting tomorrow. Okay. It doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I know it doesn't give you a lot of confidence. No, but, I think but they also have Brandon Fott pitching, who's a rookie. Okay. And from what we've seen this postseason, rookies have not pitched well. Right. If they win game three, I don't see them winning game four. Okay. So probably you're thinking D-backs. I would love yes. that. I would hope the D-backs win in three because that's be funny. The only reason I, like, I see that is because the way the pitching is lined up for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. it's looking like if they win, it'd be Kershaw on short rest. Yeah, it'd be tough. And it's just... It makes me happy. Depressed Dodgers fans on Twitter. Depressed Dodgers fan um, that I live with in the room. So uh, I'm not Nolan. that depressed. I kind of expected this. I knew our pitching. You did not expect them to lose th- in three games? In three if games, no. Three, in three games, D-backs? no. Yeah, no. I was going to say. No. Then you're games, a fake no. fan, bro. Fake fan. But I was not expecting them to win the World Series. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. The pitching fair. is not good enough to win I the World Series. I expected them to get to the CS, though. Yes, so I, I did too. Other side, Phillies Braves. Again, we talked about going to game three tomorrow. Tied at one to one. This, That's a this one will go five. I think it will go five, and I think it'll be a great game five. Yes. I mean, these two teams are playing their best baseball they have all year. Well, I shouldn't say that. The, the, the Phillies, Phillies are, are playing their best the baseball. The Braves are a very good team, not playing their best baseball yet, but once they started hitting last night, they did yeah. not stop hitting. No. Um, Travis Darnode, however you say his last name, honestly, uh, hit a two-run shot to bring them back within uh, one, and then Austin Riley with the go-ahead home run. And even even in that last inning, the Phillies still found a way to make it interesting. Yeah. Nick Castellanos put good swings in the ball all night. He had yeah. two lineouts counting that last it, it one. Took a, a it took hit. two great plays yep. to end the Phillies' chances. Exactly. And I think that with it going back to Citizens Bank Park, I think that's going to be a crazy atmosphere. And I think Red October is what it's they call be it. It's going to be a super, super fun two games there. Especially when they got Nola pitching tomorrow. Yep. And I looked at the Braves roster. It looks like my best guess is going to be Bryce Elder. Okay. I don't think he's got any postseason experience, and you're throwing him right into the fire if they decide he's going to start. I think – here's the thing. It's usually like, oh, yeah, whoever takes the two-to-one game lead in this situation is probably going to win the whole thing, but I don't think that's the case. No. I think game three is is important, obviously, but I think either of these teams can win two games in a row. It's all about pitching matchups. Yeah. And teams are going to hit or not hit, okay? it's That's just baseball. But if you can, your starter can get you six, maybe seven solid innings mm-hmm. in a postseason game, you're probably going to win that game. So we're, we're not really sure who's going to win that. I would love the Phillies to win that, obviously. Not a huge Braves guy. But I will say, either way, it'll be a really good CS against more than likely the Diamondbacks. And um, I think the Phillies will play that more. I think that'll be a more close. In my mind, the, the winner of Atlanta or, or the oh, Philadelphia is going to go to the World Series. Yes, yes. I don't see the D-backs winning the championship series. No. But who knows? Um, if we do have a World Series matchup, you know, whatever that matchup may be, honestly, to me, the best-looking team will probably be, man, I don't know. I think the best contender right now, or my favorite, my personal favorite to win the World Series is probably whoever comes out of that NLC or NLDS sorry, of the Phillies and Braves. Mm-hmm. I think you could argue the Astros or Rangers, either one of those, because they're obviously very good teams. But yes. I think those those two teams playing that series – 
will just that momentum from that DS will be insane for yeah. whoever comes out of it. I really like the Rangers right now. Their lineup is hitting the crap out of the ball. Yeah. And their pitching has been really good. The starters have been able to go deep to limit the bullpen usage, which is very important. And I think if we see a Phillies Rangers World Series, I think that'll be a really fun one to watch. Yeah. I think that'll be the most exciting matchup we can get. I agree. All right, it's going to be time for our last segment of trivia, and it is Nolan's turn to ask, and I believe it's Cardinals-related. It is Cardinals-related. So we're going to stick with the, the, the MLB theme, but also the theme of asking each other, you well, know, I'm going to pull it up on my phone stuff. so I can turn it away from you better. Okay. <laughs> um, I believe you are winning by one, two questions overall. Um, I'm winning. You are five of ten. I'm seven of ten. Okay, yeah, so two. Yeah, right. I kind of kicked your butt last week. Yeah, well, that's I didn't know my Iowa stuff, and that's on me. So. Yeah. Fake fan, some would say. Yeah, whatever. All right, first one. How many World Series have the Cardinals won? Eleven. Yes, I was right. Last one was 2011. It was a toss-up. That was easy. Yeah. Next one. Who is the Cardinals' all-time leader in hits, home runs, RBIs, and runs? All four? Yes. It's the same guy? Yes. I want to say Stan Musial. You are correct. Awesome. Oh my gosh, two for two. I don't know if I've ever been here before. <laughs> okay, number three. Who is the all-time winningest coach in Cardinals history? Oh no, dude. That's a tough one. That's a toss-up between two guys in my brain. I thought this one actually would be easy. You thought that'd be easier? Yeah. So Tony LaRusa? Yeah, there it is. I was thinking Whitey Herzog, maybe. I've never heard of that guy. I know you haven't, so that's why, based off of what you said, I was like, oh, All it's right. got to be Tony. You are three for three. Let's go. Oh. All right. Number four, how many Hall of Famers do the Cardinals have? Oh, man. Dude, that's hard. I have. Oof. Scott Rowland just got inducted. I'm just going to say for this, this one, I'm not going to give you a range. Of course you won't. I'm going to try to count in my head. You're, you're, you're trying you to got, think of all the retired numbers or something? You got Stan Musial. You got Ozzie Smith. You got, I think Scott Rowland went in as a Cardinal. So there's three. <laughs> You've got uh, Willie McGee. You've got... Holy crud, this is tough. Oh, man. Who else do you have? I mean, probably a lot, and I'm probably not thinking of anybody. I'm going to go with uh, 12. No. What is it? 18. Dang, dude. We're nasty. We're such a good franchise, dude. All right. 18. This this one's I think, is an easy one, this last one. Okay. I mean, you think? This is really hard to actually find some questions for. Okay. Because I I looked on websites, and Uh like the questions would be like, who was the starting shortstop in 1886 or something like that? Yeah, like I would know that. Yeah. Okay. All right. What is the St. Louis Cardinals' original name? Man, I, I hope this is the original. St. Louis Browns? Uh. What do you mean, uh? Okay, I'll give it to you. Browns. Oh, that's, it, it what I, that's the final answer, Browns. The, it was the Brown Stockings. Brown Stockings. Okay, see, that's, you know, they shortened it. They shortened I, don't, I don't think they actually shortened it. I, I bet they shortened it. Because they were right. the Browns at one point. I'm pretty All right. Sure. So. Sweet, so four out of five? Let's yeah. Oh, that's huge, dude. All right, well, I'll have Dodgers questions for you next week. Hopefully they won't be, you won't get them quite as easily, but you probably will. All right, so I got the four out of five, pulled it, you know, back in close, obviously. No one's turn next week, and I will be asking the questions. They will be Dodger-related, and I hope that I can maintain my lead or at least keep it tied, but we'll see. Anyway. I just got to get two right two to right. tie it. Okay, well, that's that doesn't make me feel better, but anyway. Uh, we enjoyed uh, bringing you guys this recap and the MLB uh, segment today. 
Um, next episode will be again next week. I'll be asking the question, so at least tune in for that. As if you don't want to hear anything else at the end of the day, you can skip ahead. That's what the beauty of this podcast is. You can just skip ahead. It's not live. But anyway, we thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I have been Jackson Van Pelt, and this has been Nolan Faber. And we thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.